You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. My name is Angie. I'm your host for this program. And in the studio with me is Mr. Mark Bird. He is with Revive Ohio. Hello. Hey, Angie. I think that we are on a roll with this series. The series is Invoking His Power. And I think there's something that is really powerful about these four topics. The power of identity, the power of repentance, the power of prayer and fasting. And today we're getting into the power of quiet time. Now, a lot of people think prayer time is quiet time. Study time is quiet time. But we're here to tell you it's more. Yeah. And so, you know, today, Angie, I think this is so exciting because we're going to look into the life of Jesus. What a great example. He is the perfect example. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing to look at today. But more specifically, when you think about power and quiet, does that compute in our finite minds? Well, I mean, if you're talking about Jesus, in my mind, Jesus always went off to pray quietly. He, he always went out and had quiet time. So if we're talking about Jesus as the example, he demonstrates that throughout all of the word. I mean, they said to him, he went off quietly to pray, which he did often. I mean, come on. He's, he's, he knows the value of taking quiet time with God. So it's interesting because when you think about prayer, because a lot of us think about quiet time, like either we're just going to pray, go pray, or we're going to go sit in the corner and be quiet. It's quiet time. Well, it's more than that. What is it in a practical sense? And we're looking at it today because we want to look at how do we invoke God's power through that through quiet, our time. quiet time. Exactly yeah. right. So I want to share this introduction to you, uh, starting in Matthew chapter 6 today. And it's interesting because the disciples came to him in Luke's version of this, and they said, uh, Jesus, Lord, would you teach us how to pray? And it's interesting. He prefaces that. And I love how Matthew shares this in verse 6. He said, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. But when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words." Okay, so he's talking about quiet time. Quiet time is what? Shut out the world. Yeah. And this is exactly what Jesus is instructing his disciples to do. Go and shut the door. Go into the secret place. Yeah. You go into your room. You shut the door. Exactly. You shut out all the distractions. That's right. And sometimes we have to shut out the noise. We really do. There's plenty of noise around, isn't there? Mm. Jesus said, hey, you want to pray? You want to get into a place where you can hear me? Go shut the door. I think it's really key to also recognize that it says when you pray, yeah. he is expecting us to have a life of prayer. That's true. And it's a lifestyle. I love this because we have to ask ourselves this, because Jesus did this all the time. He never asked anyone to do anything that he wasn't willing to do first. So you ask yourself, did Jesus model this? Did Jesus model this quiet time? I want you to read with me in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 1, and no one maybe has ever thought about this before, but I want to share when Jesus starts talking about the Beatitudes, okay? You've probably seen the paintings. 
and it's called the Beatitudes. And it's Jesus standing on a mountain, teaching multitudes and multitudes these truths. But I want you to see something that Scripture shows us. Verse 1 of Matthew 5, And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, okay? Mm -hmm. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. He sat down, and the disciples came to him. Mm. And then he opened his mouth and taught them. The people that followed him into a secret place. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and so this is what happened. The disciples had to what? Go a little bit farther, go a little bit deeper, go a little bit higher. They had to seek him out. They did, in order to understand these truths that he was about to unleash to them. Yeah. So here we have them going to the secret place to be with Jesus. I want to go to one more scripture, and this is in Matthew also. And this is in Matthew 26, verse 36. And it says, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. So you all know he's going to the garden. Jesus came with his disciples to the Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? (laughs) Jesus himself went to the secret place. He went and had quiet time. So, so the prime difference is it, we're not sitting in a group. He's right. not, he's not sitting in a group and everybody praying together. Right. He is going off by himself. Absolutely. And this is the key and you can't get quiet time and you can't get quiet. The secret place. You can't do that in a group. And I don't think there's any more stressful time that Jesus knew about that was coming up yeah. than as he went into the Garden of Gethsemane. And guess what? He absolutely knew he needed to get alone with God himself too, right? So this is how Jesus modeled it. Jesus instructed it, and he showed the disciples. His disciples went with him to sit down and have quiet time. So we have to go back to the words secret place because I've recently done a a little bit of a study on secret place because it's used throughout scripture. Yeah. So what is the secret place? Well, I want to take you to Psalm 91 because this is where we first started talking about it. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high So obviously God's got a place where he is and it's called the secret place. And it says, shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. And I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him. I will trust. Okay. It gets better. I have to, I have to take you to verse four. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you shall take refuge. This reminds me of a mama bird when she wraps up her babies under her wings, she completely covers them. So if in scripture, they're talking about being under the pinions and under the the wings of the almighty, that's what I think about. And I feel like that is the secret place. It's that protective, quiet, safe place. It's the refuge. It's the fortress. That's it. And that's what Psalm 91 is talking about. And I, I think that people don't realize that there is a secret place, but they can't just walk up to it. They have to seek it out. Seek me first, right? Yes. You have to seek it out. It's not something that's just there. 
I also, I also remember somebody saying, when you feel like God's not talking, like he's not responding to mm. you, and you feel like he may have left, what he is doing is that he's in the secret place and he's beckoning you to Waiting come in because he wants to show you a deeper side of himself. And I feel like we can't get to that deeper side until we walk into the secret place. I love that. One more illustration here, Angie, out of John chapter 14, verse 21 says, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. I will show myself to him who seeks me. Now, he goes on, and I'm skipping down a verse to 23. Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Mm. You see what I'm saying? If you do these things, if you come and seek me, we're going to come and make our home. It's back to that word abide, Angie. Mm. We looked at and talked about several weeks abiding with God. This is the whole piece of tapping in, invoking the power of God is living with him. You can't have anything from your father unless you go to his house. Mm. His house is that secret place. Can we talk about the word abide for a moment? Because it is a powerful word. And I just did a quick search. John 15, verse 4, it says, Abide in me and I in you. That's it. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. When you think about the vine that he's talking about, they're actually tapped into the root system. They're actually tapped into the flow of the life. Right. So how do we go through life without tapping into the life giver? That's the honest truth. I don't know how anybody can do it. Yeah. The key part of the word for me is stay. Abide. If you abide somewhere, you stay there. Yeah, you don't leave. And he's saying at the very end of that, unless you abide in me. And so who's who has that choice? Who has that option in that? Mm. We do. Mm-hmm. We have to choose to abide in him. And we can't do anything without abiding in him. So this is a hard one to preach on because unless somebody does it, They don't understand the power of it. Right. So I guess our conversation today is there is great power in just getting quiet with God and it doesn't have to look anything special. Yeah, your mind is going to wander. Yeah, you're going to think about the grocery list and the kids and the schedule. It's okay. Just keep bringing it back. I don't want people to think it has to look perfect. Right. I think that we have to remember that he just wants us to spend time with him. That's it. And we have to go there. Like if yeah. you want power and you don't have it, guess what? You got to, you know, if I want to charge my cell phone, I got to find the, an AC plug to exactly. plug it into, right? And so you got to find the source. You have to take time. If, you're, if your phone's ready to die, how bad is it that mm-hmm. you got to plug it in, right? Mm-hmm. You have to do it. Same way, we have to abide with him. And I guess I want to ask people who are listening If you ever feel, do you ever feel that you are away from God, that you're estranged from him, that he's not listening to you, that your prayers are hitting the ceiling? Well, I'm here to tell you that once you get into that secret place with him, it's all going to come to you. You're going to see and hear things you never saw and heard before. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, Angie. I've been in the secret place many times and I've said, Lord, I need to hear from you. Mm Mm-hmm. 
it's okay to say that, right? It's okay to say, Lord, I'm quieting myself because I need to hear from you. Yeah. Amen. Today, it has been so fun to try to start to express and tell people how much and how important it is to get alone with God, to quiet yourself. Again, uh, scripture is be still and know that I'm God. Yeah. Well, you have to first be still, be still, right? <laughs> and so to know that he's God and to realize that, let your soul realize that he is God and remind ourselves that he's in control. And I think sometimes we try to take control or mm -hmm. we lose control, right? But knowing that he is in control starts with being still. Yeah. And knowing he's God. And and when you tap into the power, you find the power of this very special quiet time, this very special secret place. So people just have to do it. So yeah. that's our encouragement to you today is just do it. Yeah, just do it. I love it. And now we're going to move into some testimony time. And with me today on the program is Alisa Beisner, who is my partner in crime with Revive Ohio. And Lisa, <laughs> welcome to the program. Thank you. Glad to be here. So let me describe that a little bit, what I meant by partner in crime. Elisa and I served together on the team for Revive Ohio, and Elisa is now a state coordinator that helps me uh, manage all the activities that go along with it. But today, I'm really excited because we're going to delve into a subject that I've seen Elisa walk out, and these are one of those subjects that people don't necessarily talk about much, but this is a thing that is so powerful because we're talking about invoking God's power. And as we do that, as we look into that, how do you invoke God's power? Well, not necessarily are we rubbing a lamp and trying to get God to do something, but we're actually, right, submitting. God is, God is not a vending machine, God. <laughs> That's for sure. And so what it is, is just simply humbling ourselves. And so what this looks like today and what we're going to talk about today is quiet time. Can we actually invoke God's power, the creator of the universe, by having quiet time with him? Yeah, you know, I know for me, my quiet time is huge in just connecting with the Lord. And, you know, He changes me during that time. So would I say, yes, we can invoke the power of God? I think so. I think the power of God to change us, to change our attitudes and our focus. And, you know, we can be so scattered, I feel like, at times, not knowing which way to turn, not knowing what to do next, and, and overwhelmed in that at times. But my quiet time, and I believe quiet time for everyone, that is this like recentering, refocusing on the Lord and feeling this peace and calm that only His presence brings that we can walk into the rest of our day with. So that's just a small piece of how I feel like it invokes His power. Yeah, and I think what's interesting, it, you uncovered this, Elisa, too, is reconnecting with God. And it's not necessarily, because I think of this in prayer, too, and I'm going to ask you to comment on this in a minute, but I'm thinking about prayer, too, because we pray when we're in a situation, like we do, don't we? We're in a situation yeah. like, okay, then I need to pray about this because I can't fix it. So then we pray. But listen, here's the cool part, and I heard you say this. Instead of praying for God to fix the situation, sometimes we need us fixed, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And our yeah. attitude about the situation. And that's what you're saying with the quiet time, which could in include prayer, 
when you're alone with mm-hmm. God, he wants to commune with us. There's just something about reading about God. Right. We have to take time to get right. to know him and to build a relationship. Yeah. I mean, Elisa and I don't know each other that well, but the more time we spend with each other, the more we get to know each other and the more we can exchange our heart issues. Right, Elisa? Yeah, and that's, absolutely. That's what happens with God. It does. And so today, as we're looking into invoking his power, I love it. Elisa, you said, yeah, I spend quiet time with the Lord to readjust me. So how would you incorporate prayer into that? Well, you know, prayer is really just a conversation with the Lord. And as Andrew was saying, this time that we spend together is really a conversation. And so for me, it doesn't always look like this formal, you know, prayer that some may think of, but really just me pouring out my heart to the Lord. Here's where I am. Here's where I'm struggling. And yes, the Lord knows this, but there is something powerful about just sharing openly and honestly. And then, as she also said, just being quiet and letting the Lord speak his truth into me. And a lot of those will be verses through my time of study in scripture that re-pop back into my head. You know, just the still small voice that isn't audible for me most often, maybe I don't know if it ever has been, quite honestly, but it's just that still small voice that that I know lines up with the character of God and who I see Him in Scripture and how um, I see Him manifest throughout life. And so that's that exchange. That's that going back and forth, that relationship of really getting to know Him. And truly in that time, it's honing my my soul to hear His voice over over the mess of and the loud chaos of the world and the other voices that are constantly coming in, but honing my my very deepest part of my being to just recognize the voice of my shepherd and and uh, my father and just to be able to walk in him then. So let me ask you, when you first started to do quiet time, how was it for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And honestly, it's still like that sometimes if I'm being I'm being totally honest here. Honestly, what worked best for me was to set aside a specific amount of time. And so I would set my alarm and I would not let myself move. And while that might sound legalistic to some, it was really me getting into this place of of being okay with okay, I don't feel like I'm hearing anything right now. And instead of letting my mind go to, okay, what's next? What else do I have to accomplish today? It gave me a specific amount of time that I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to abide. And I'm just going to see what the Lord has. And I don't need to rush it. I don't need to berate myself if I don't feel like I'm hearing his voice right now. I just need to sit here in his presence and trust that he is here and trust that I will hear his voice in time. And honestly, it gets better. If that makes sense. (laughs) Through that time, I did, again, become more comfortable and I learned to hear his voice. I mean, I truly believe he's talking to all of us all the time. Just sometimes we're just so scattered that it's really hard to, to differentiate his voice from some of the other stuff going on in our heads. I love when you use the word abide. That is such a strong mm-hmm. word and it's such a beautiful word. And you know, I have said this before and I'll, I'll say it to you because I don't think I've said it to you before. 
that <laughs> when when a child jumps up in their daddy's lap and they're sitting there mm-hmm. and, and spending time with daddy, he has all of his attention on the child, or maybe not, but most yeah. of the time he does. But that child is scattered. They've got their head going in this direction and that direction, but they're still <laughs> spending time in daddy's lap. They're still making that connection. Yeah. So people need to stop br- you know, beating themselves up and thinking they're just not yeah. doing it right. You're still spending yeah. time in daddy's lap. Absolutely. I think that can be the biggest hindrance. And I, I know for me, it has been in the past. When I just have this expectation of what it should look like and clearly I'm not doing something right and, you know, it just turns, honestly, the attention still turned on to me. What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? You know, instead of really turning my attention to the Lord and just allowing that time to just be whatever he has for that time. I heard someone say one time, it's more like tending a garden. When you sow a seed, it takes time. And every time you're in your quiet time, you're tending your garden. That's excellent because, and I'm thinking about invoking his power. So if you think about that child daddy relationship, mm-hmm. uh, that child is able to invoke daddy's power. Yeah. Like when it's right, when the child is right. I'm in sure his lap. your children climb into your lap and you guys are both doing your own thing, but that's, you still bond during that time, right? Absolutely. So really it, I want to bring it all the way back to invoking his power. And so when you're in his presence, it says, is the fullness of joy. Yeah, amen. You know, and so all these things of the earth really don't matter. They fade away. Turn your eyes to Jesus and all the things of the earth will fade. When I think about this whole subject, we talked about invoking his power. It's almost like, you know, when you first hear that and and you're intrigued by it, like, okay, what can I get? Well, now, what more do you need? You know, is Jesus more than enough? Right? Amen. Is he more than enough? And stopping what you're doing to just simply sit in his lap and say, Daddy. Yeah. And, and I love that when Elisa said that, it's like you got so much coming at you all the time and that this yeah. is something that just you just need to take the time to just be quiet. It's really healthy for us. And for busy people like us, maybe we do have to set our alarm. Yeah, amen. Right? And make <laughs> ourselves do it right, because otherwise we'll miss out. So let me ask you, Elisa, once you get into that yeah. quiet place with God, and then you don't want to ever leave. <laughs> that can definitely be true. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't have a great answer for that, except to say, absolutely. It can be hard to tear ourselves away at moments. But, you know, I, I just know that as we go, though, we just carry that presence with us. And so it really does change us and refocus us to even see the Lord's ever present presence, you know, with us as we go. And so in some ways we don't have to tear ourselves away. Mm. We're just now, our eyes are open to be able to see his presence with us as we're going. I love it. I love it. Doesn't it go back to that word abide? Yeah. Abide means live mm. with, live in, right? Stay. That's what it means. I feel like, okay, I used to have a rabbit diesel Remember those cars, oh, yeah. the Volkswagen Rabbit oh, diesel? Yeah. And at night I would have to plug it in because you had to keep the blow, glow plugs warm. Well, I feel like that's me in quiet time. That's good. Like I have to yeah. plug in. And if I don't plug in, my day is craziness. That's true. Oh, yeah. I feel it. I feel it. I I can definitely tell when I am thirsting for the Lord, you know, that that thirst that we all have that it talks about even in, in Psalm 63, our souls are thirsting and 
you know, I can definitely tell my reactions, my thought process, what's going on in my head, you know, that all is very apparent to me when I haven't spent the time with the Lord. Amen. It's real. It's practical. And it's powerful. And it's true, isn't it? <laughs> right. Amen. This is, yeah, this is good you know, stuff. I would just say some people are still, you know, going to be worried about what does that time look like? Do I really just sit in silence? Well, for me, a lot of times I love to at least begin in worship. And so I, um, I play and sing, so I'll sit at my piano, but you could always just turn on music. But here's the key thing for me. When I start to feel the Lord speaking to me, I need to feel freedom to either stop playing, turn off the song, you know, and just go where the Lord is taking me. And so sometimes I think we get so into a, okay, I'm going to start listening to this sermon and, oh, I've got to finish the sermon or, oh, you know, this is how the song goes. But for me, it's, it was learning that, okay, that can spark something that the Holy Spirit wants to take me, you know, in something similar, but a different direction. And so for me, those can be sparks to whatever the Lord has to show me that day. But, but really for me to feel the freedom to go with him wherever that is. Amen. Does that make sense? Oh, it's it's <laughs> perfect. And so that's what I'm saying. It's practical and it's real and and it's powerful. But it's so good because that is it. It doesn't have to look a certain way. It is just Amen. yeah, it is just what it is. It's spending time with the Lord. So Lisa, I wish we could chat all day. Angie and I are high fiving each other here, just loving it. Uh, getting to <laughs> getting to hear the practical side, getting to know you, your heart, and hear, you know, how you how you make it through, how you persevere. So it's really good. So thanks yeah. for joining us today. Appreciate it very much. Oh, you are welcome. My pleasure. Amen. And you have been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at shinefmohio.com. We're community-supported Shine FM.